Today on episode number 555, it is the user-generated show. This month, we're talking about what is your favorite podcast episode. I'm going to share some insights from podfest.us 2017 from Orlando, Florida. And I'm going to talk about the times when you think things are going horrible and it turns out that, you know what, they were actually perfectly fine and that's why you should go ahead and launch your podcast. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, hey, welcome aboard. It's time to start a podcast, and I'm here to help you. I do that by bringing my 20-plus years of helping people understand technology. We help you massage your message, tackle the technology, face your fears, and flatten that learning curve of podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com, and you can use the coupon code LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, to save on either a single course or sign up for a monthly or even yearly membership. I am fresh back from PodFest in Orlando, Florida. Yes, PodFest 2017. Man, what a show. It was a little different this year. Last year, I was not a Lipson employee. I'd been hired but had not started yet. And this year, I was a Lipson employee. And if you're a regular listener on the show, you're like, Dave, you sound a little different. That's because I've been talking nonstop for uh, about four days. And this year, I was working the Lipson booth. So it was a little different. I didn't get to attend the sessions, but I look forward to hearing the recordings. I did uh, watch Danny Pena's uh, keynote, which was awesome, where he was talking about community. But a great time. And I'll, I'll tell you uh, just a quick thing here. The one thing that I saw more at this conference than I have at any other conference, and, and partly because we made them sit down, is uh, we were doing this one event, and we were all in this room. There were probably somewhere between three and 400 people there, and they asked all the people who had a podcast to stand up. So I stood up, and the first thing I did was look around to see who was sitting down, and there were a lot of people sitting down. And as I worked the Libsyn booth, it was interesting because I had people that were coming up to me and they were starting at ground zero. In some cases, I had to explain to them what a podcast was and show them how to subscribe to a podcast. So these are people that are brand new and they've heard about this whole podcasting thing and they came to see what it's about. And I'm starting to see this too as I help uh, people online that people that didn't know anything about podcasting are now jumping into the boat. And for me, that's awesome because, well, I love helping those people. So it was a great show, and uh, the networking was awesome in the evening. It's kind of interesting because there's so many people, and you would just walk into either a bar or go out by the pool or whatever it was, and there'd be this group of people. And uh, I was kind of, uh, there's nothing I can do about this besides clone myself. But I didn't get to hang out with like Jen Briney. I did get to, you know, I got two great hugs from Jen and she's awesome and she's over at Congressional Dish. And uh, I, I hugged her and she said, yeah, we're going to go over to this place, you know, come see us. And I said, sure. And then I turned around and uh, it was a bunch of other friends that I knew. And so I thought I would go over there and talk for a little bit and uh, go back to see Jen. And by the time it just that's just the way it works. You know what I mean? You, you can't get to everybody. And uh, I laughed a lot. I mean, I laughed a lot. Uh, there are some some people that are going to be coming in the future, some future uh, 
interviews, some products that I saw that are really going to be pretty cool for uh, podcasters that will be spotlighting in the uh, the future, and uh, some books that will actually help you plan your podcast. That's kind of interesting. Some really interesting stuff. So all in all, uh, it's it's really interesting because. You know, podcast movement is the big daddy, and that's in August in Anaheim, and uh, I will be at that as well. And then you have podcast, or we have PodFest, which is really focused on community. And let me talk about that. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, what you're really doing is jumping into a, a giant family. It really is. And this is really focused at this event. And I'll give you an example of this. I... uh if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that I had planned, I was asked to bring my guitar and play it in my keynote. I was the closing keynote, and uh, I asked my family, I said to you guys, hey, uh, can you, anybody here got a guitar in Florida that I could borrow? And Mark Johansson stepped up to the plate and said, you can borrow mine. And uh, Mark does the podcastgeargroup.org. And uh, so I'm like, great, I got a guitar, and I went and bought this device that allows me to plug my guitar into my iPad and just make it this insanely versatile guitar amplifier. And so I pack my iPad, I pack uh, my guitar cord and a couple other things, and I uh, luckily said, uh, hey, Mark, I want to get a little a little acquainted with your guitar because your guitar is something as a guitarist you're kind of used to playing yours when you play somebody else's. It's just a little different. And so I uh, got Mark's guitar a little sooner than expected and went and plugged it in. And I'm so glad I did because whatever happened between Ohio, where I'm based out of, and Florida, uh, it broke. It just quit working. So I had a whole lot of nothing going on. And so I went down the next day and I just started asking people, I said, hey, by any chance, do you have an iRig, which is this device that lets you plug things into your iOS device? And I thought, there's nobody, there's no guitar players here. And uh, lo and behold, word started to spread amongst people. And they said, hey, does anybody know if anybody has an iRig? And sure enough, next thing I know, here comes Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour saying, I got one in my bag. What do you need? It was amazing. Then... Then I'm getting ready to uh, do my presentation. It was kind of a little confusing because the paper said 420 when I started. The banner outside said 5 o'clock. And uh, I was in the Libsyn booth, so I wasn't really able to keep up with where the sessions were, if they were on or off track. So about 4 o'clock, I went to uh, tune my guitar, and everything was uh, set up to go. And I was really planning on 5 o'clock, because that's what the banner said. And then they came and got me actually a little earlier than 4.20. So I was caught a little off guard, and I'd already told... uh, That was the other thing. I went to the sound crew and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be on stage. I'm not going to be able to... uh, use both my hands because they're going to be busy with a guitar. I'm going to need a mic stand. And the sound crew, uh, and this is not a knock against uh, PodFest, but the sound crew didn't have a single mic stand because everybody there was using wireless microphones. Well, I needed a single mic stand. And so I went out to, you guessed it, the family. Anybody by any strange chance bring a full standing mic stand? And of course, you guessed it, Mark Johansson stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, I got one in my... uh, my room. And I was like, wow, this guy's just amazing. But it didn't have a mic clip because wireless microphones have a wider um, base. So you you can't just use a standard clip. And we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And of course, I don't know how he did it. Uh, I think he just yelled Alakazam 
and you guessed it, Mark Johansson found a mic clip. And I'm actually on stage, and Chris Kermitsos, the uh, the main guy behind it, was just saying, "Hey, I'll just ho- I'll just stand here and hold it for you." Because that's what families do. They just let you get through. And uh, as we're doing that, here comes Mark Johansson running in to save the day. He actually had a cape on at that point because he was really just Superman. And uh, we got through it. And so I'll tell you a little bit more about my presentation. But one of the things I have been doing is uh, I've been doing an episode with you where you provide the input. Because I want to know more about you. I want to know what you think and feel and where you're headed and where you're going. And uh, I asked you, I said, we've at the end of every year, I ask, what is your favorite podcast? Like if you could only listen to one, what would it be? And this month's question was, do you have a single episode? And sometimes we call these driveway moments. These are the the moments that you're, you're home, you're listening to a podcast in your car or wherever you're at, but this is one that really sticks in your mind is, wow, I I can't believe this. So uh, I sent that out and you folks were awesome. You uh, sent it in. So I thank you very much. And because really it's kind of interesting. You do realize that could completely blow up in my face. I could be right now going, well, I asked the question and nobody answered. So thanks to everybody who took the time to send that in. And so I'm going to start off with the first one here. We're going to get right to the content. And uh, this came from Gabe. And he said, uh, you asked about our favorite episodes. Here are two of mine. He says, The Sporkful is a food-related podcast. He says, mostly it's lighthearted fare on the outside. You know, the right way to hit the buffet is a hot dog a sandwich. The correct Is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't know. The correct sandwich construction. Then every once in a while, boom, he says, they get me. Dan Pashman is a thoughtful and empathetic interviewer, and I aspire to have a podcast as good as his. And so both of his were sporkful episodes. And he says, both of these episodes... They were poignant and heartfelt depictions of people who are going through pain and the ways that they try to handle it. Their stories are told in, and here's the word, authentic and human way. These episodes stand on their own because of that. However, they especially stand out when juxtaposed to the other more lighthearted episodes. It reminds me of the TV show MASH in this way. And uh, so this is from Gabe. And you can find Gabe at guysandfood.com. There's a great name because you don't have to guess what that podcast is about. And if you go over to guysandfood.com, I highly encourage you to click on the About page because you will see a picture of Gabe there with uh, his little son, Joe, uh, showing the little guy how to uh, cook. And so this is kind of a uh, man cave where you go over and talk about food. And uh, he's got a great website, very simple this is where, again, I think we overcomplicate things. You just need a website with a great header, an easy-to-understand navigation. He's got easy-to-subscribe links at the top. And uh, check it out, guysandfood.com. Gabe, thanks so much for sending in your thoughts. Next up, we have Lee, which you heard last week. If you didn't look listen to last week's show, we talked about local podcasting, and we had Lee from This Is Rami, and uh, he had also sent in one of his favorite episodes. Hi, Dave. It's Lee from This Is Rami podcast, the uh, the podcast about Ramsbottom, and you asked for the most memorable podcast episode, and oddly, 
this isn't, I mean, it's, it's going to be a very big podcast, one that lots of people know, and it is a, an episode of Social Media Examiner. Now, I listen to a lot of podcasts like this just so that I can cry, try and keep my toe in the water. And this particular episode, it doesn't have a particular number, but it's called Customer Advocacy, How to Get People to Talk About Your Company. And the person, the guest who was on this episode is someone called Joey Coleman. And the reason that this is most memorable is that I don't really have anything too much to do with sales or branding or marketing or anything like that. And, you know, I've just got a podcast about my local town, but this episode, everything he said was just like, it was a a slap in the face uh, of like an awareness of how things work, how, how businesses work and uh, how to keep customers on your side. And whenever there's an opportunity to share this episode or, or if somebody wants to know um, more about customer advocacy, then I always share this episode. It's a very, very good episode. I have a link to it. And uh, hopefully this is short enough to get on the show. Absolutely, Lee. Thank you so much again for sending that in. I do deeply appreciate it. And what did he do? He had great content that really touched him. And the first thing he does is he goes out and tells his friends. I'll give you an example. On the way down, flying to Orlando, I'm listening to the Grow Great podcast with Randy Cantrell. You can find that at growgreat.com. And Randy made a great point in this one episode. And he said, you know, we all talk about you want to work your passion, work your passion, find your passion and work it. And, you know, money will fall from the heavens, apparently. Well, he said, no, there is a difference. And neither Randy or I want to be a dream crusher. But there is a difference between dreaming and dreaming big and a fantasy. And I was like, oh, that is good. I am borrowing that line. Actually, I'm just going to flat out steal it. And uh, it was awesome. And I was like, there, because some people, I think, if I just talk about Star Trek, I can make a living at it. And you might be able to do that, but you're going to have to work really, really hard. That may be a fantasy. Or if you're talking about Buck Rogers or whatever it is, some of these different topics are going to be or they're going to require maybe a bit more creativity and a little more hard work to uh, monetize if that's something that you're thinking about doing. Hey, Dave, this is Zach Demopoulos with Raising Rents podcast. My favorite episode so far is episode 552 from the Relaunch podcast, starting over with Confidence, hosted by Joel Pagas. And the title of this episode is The Man Who Listens to Horses. The guest is Monty Roberts, the original horse whisperer. Now, I will admit to you, uh, as I was working out in the gym, or all right, I'm riding the elliptical, and uh, I'm listening to this episode, um, I was about to skip it. It sounded really hokey from the beginning. The guy is a Foster father of 47 children. He's a Hollywood stuntsman. You know, he's a horse whisperer. He's been doing it from the age of seven. Uh, it just didn't grab me. And, and I was, it was about to hit skip. And I'm so glad I didn't. Because as Joel was able to get him to start talking about his achievements, and you could tell this man's really humble. I mean, he hung out with the Queen of England. Uh, he shared some incredible accomplishments like working with over 70,000 horses, 11,000 of them in public appearances where he's trying to change the horse life or the owner's behavior. Uh, over 3.6 million people have actually seen him do this. That's pretty incredible. Never heard of the man. Um, I know what the horse whisperer is, but I didn't know who Monty Roberts was. But here's the good part. 
as I got off the elliptical and sat down and started listening about 22 minutes into it, into this, I really was just blown away by the real achievements of this man. And that is that he has learned about human behavior as well as animal behavior. And he has helped veterans coming back with what he calls post-traumatic stress injury, not disorder. And he gives a very good reason as to why he does that. And the impact he has made with veterans and the impact he's made with children and the guidance he gives uh, to us about discipline and and how to help people, um, you know, try to learn their language and work with them. Coming from a man who was beaten violently by his father, he states that he had 72 broken bones before the age of 12. He, how he has survived violence. I was blown away by this episode. And uh, I want to thank Joel for uh, sharing this with us and certainly thank Monty for sharing all this with us. And thank you, Dave, for letting us share with you. It's always a pleasure. And I will look forward to seeing you in Orlando at PodFest. Do we have a cat whisperer? What do you want, Bernie? What? You have food. You have water. You now have a clean, very clean litter box. I, I can tell you that when you leave your cat alone for a couple of days, you come home. Mmm, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I know it's clean. I I cleaned it. I did. You don't like the way I cleaned it? Seriously, what's the problem? I gave you. You need some wet cat food. Is that it? You need the wet stuff. All right, dude. I'll, I'll get you some wet cat food. It, seriously, wow. All right, buddy. Jeez. Meanwhile, back at the show. Thank you, Zach. I did meet you at PodFest. Really nice guy. Raising rents is actually about raising your pair rents. And so we talked about how he needs to maybe add kind of a tagline to his show so people know that raising rents is about raising your parents if you're kind of a boomer and your parents are getting on to the back nine, shall we say. Hey, Dave. Cauldron Fire here from cauldronscrypt.com. In response to your quest for our most memorable podcast, without a doubt, as soon as I listened to the episode where you're requesting that, I thought of The Messengers, episode three, filming the shots that will change the world, when Neil Galarte was talking to uh, the elderly woman, and she was just so thankful, not only for the stove, but the the opportunity for the Calvary to come in and her grandson not have to live the way that she has lived her life and just the raw emotion uh, that those that spoke about it just shared with us all. So that is by far my, my all-time... Uh, favorite and most memorable episode out of all the podcasts that I've ever listened to. Thanks so much for what you do. And I look forward to your upcoming shows. Thank you, buddy. And thank you for the swag. I actually have a cauldron's crypt t-shirt. Got to meet him at PodFest. Super nice guy. And again, great conversation around dinner with uh cauldron. And he mentioned the messengers. And we actually had a screening of the movie. I will say it is kind of weird seeing your 
itself on a big giant screen because the whole time all I could think of is, oh, my God, are my teeth crooked? And B, why didn't I take the fan off the desk? Made for some uh, really interesting things. But speaking of Neil Galarte, I had a, a talk with Neil about probably a week and a half before the Messengers uh, screening. And at that point, it was going to be a premiere. And we said, you know, as long as we don't get any drama, Neil was just going to basically burn the candle at both ends and uh, get the thing done. Well, unfortunately, just a few days before the premiere of the movie, Neil's father-in-law had a massive stroke and died. And so and the interesting thing was they didn't have money to do the funeral service. So here again, the podcast community, the podcast family uh, passed a bucket around and we were able to donate enough so that Neil could bury his father-in-law, who was very much kind of a mentor to him. And uh, it was uh, it was kind of a bittersweet moment that we could pull together, which was great. But unfortunately, it was pulling together to help Neil uh, put his father-in-law to rest. And uh, consequently, the movie was about 97% done. So some things that they're going to be adding, some icing on the cake, really interesting movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It is kind of weird seeing yourself on a big giant screen because all I could think of is, oh my God, are my teeth crooked? And B, why didn't I take the fan off the desk? So that was kind of interesting, but it was uh, another great example of just what a great community is when you become a podcaster. Hi, Dave. This is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind with my wow moment. When a podcast hit me harder than any other, making me stay in the car to listen to the rest of the episode. About two years ago, I was eagerly awaiting the new episode of You Must Remember This, which is a show about the history of old Hollywood. It was in the middle of the show's series about Charles Manson's Hollywood, including all the interactions with stars and musicians in the area before, during, and after his infamous family's murders. The series had a three-episode arc exploring Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. During the first two weeks of the arc, Listeners almost forgot we were listening to a series about Charles Manson, and I'm not even a true crime fan, so my history-loving side was really enjoying the in-depth look at the Hollywood couple. But then the third episode of this arc was all about the murder of Sharon Tate by Charles Manson's family. When the episode came out, I had to stop myself from listening to it at work. A side note to podcast producers that episodes that come out late at night or early in the morning they work better for people like me who love waking up to just a slew of new episodes. I also had to wait because I was carpooling at the time with a friend and we were both actively addicted to this series. So when I picked him up, we didn't even have the usual small talk and we put the episode on and listened to it on the ride home. We ended up taking a trip to the grocery store and then with 20 minutes left of the episode, sat in the parking lot listening to the rest of it instead of pausing it to go inside. And I remember being moved to tears, and even my friend was visibly upset. When the episode was over, we must have looked like we had come from a funeral walking into the store. I don't even think we'd said a word to each other. The storytelling of that episode, plus the lead-up from the two weeks prior, had us buying our groceries in this haze because I think we were so emotionally drained. I would recommend listening to the whole Charles Manson's Hollywood series from You Must Remember This, even... As I said, if you're not into the popular true crime genre, and the episode I'm referring to is called Charles Manson's Hollywood Number no. 9, August 8th through 10th, 1969, which was released July 21st, 2015. One thing that the host, Karina Longworth, does in her show, which I ended up doing for my show, 
is having other podcasters record quotes she uses in her storytelling. I love just the added level of bringing a listener into a story with those quotes, and it actually throws me off when she puts on a different accent to do the quotes herself. Nate DeMeo from the Memory Palace provided the voice of Charles Manson throughout the series, and I ended up checking out his show because of it and subscribing. So Dave, thanks for letting me talk about my wow moment, and I can be found at thestorybehindpodcast.com. Thank you, Emily. Emily will be a future guest on the School of Podcasts. We're going to be talking some journalism tips because, like it or not, you are the media. But I, when I hear about her comment here, there are a couple of things that I like about it. Number one, it's cool when you have facts, like the history of whatever, right? So that will pull you in. But why she remembers this is the person mixed facts with emotion. So you get to learn about Sharon Tate so that when you actually go through her murder that really tugs at the heartstrings and that keeps people in their cars in their driveway listening to it. So when you can combine, you know, whatever it is, information, entertainment, things of this nature, but if you can somehow tap into your audience's emotions, that's really when it sticks. And so where Cauldron was talking about the Messengers podcast, that's a very emotional type of uh, episode. Now, that doesn't mean you have to make your audience cry every episode for them to remember it, but it is something to think about. If you can make them mad or happy or laugh or cry, something to touch on their emotions, I believe that's a little bit of a glue to help them remember your podcast. Well, we heard where Emily borrowed an idea from one podcast and she's using it in her own. I'm going to do the same thing. And that is, if you have never checked out Lee Silverstein, he does the coloncancerpodcast.com. And I interviewed Lee a couple episodes back, and he said he does a survey for his audience where he asked them, what is he doing right in his podcast? And what is he doing that, well, they wish he would change? So I was like, hey, let's do the Dave Jackson two-question challenge, which is really just Lee's challenge. And uh, what I'd like you to do is record an answer. So I'm not really so much looking for text. I'm looking for you to record something. And if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, there's a way for you to call me or you can actually click and use the speak pipe. Or if you're already having a podcast, record an MP3 and uh, you can email it to Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. And you can put in, let's see, that'll be four episodes from today. So that would be episode 559. So put 559 in the subject. And here's what I want you to answer. So say your name say your podcast, say where we can find it. And then question number one is easy, hopefully. And that is, what do you like about my show? And then question number two, I want you to pretend that you're talking to your friend. I'm not in the room. And you tell me what you wish I would change about my show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. I did this at PodFest. It was really interesting. I got some good feedback. So I've already got a couple in the can from PodFest, but I really would like to get you involved in this as well. So again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, record, call in, however you're going to get it. And this is for episode 559. You have to have that into me by March 24th, 2017. So next week's episode, next month's episode that's primarily listener based, that is what we're going to be talking about. And I'm not doing this so you can go, Dave, I love your show. Really, if you really have something that you wish I would change, I'm really interested in in that, as you might imagine, so I can obsess over it, because that's what podcasters do. We, we will get 
10,000 things saying, you're great, dude. And then we'll focus on the one person that said, you really should lose the ladies at the beginning. And maybe that's something you wish I would do. If so, I would love to hear it. So I am, uh, I'm looking for all things too. Also would love to know why you like the show. So please note, I'm not looking to just stroke my ego here. I'm actually trying to figure out what you like about the show. Why? So I can do more of that. And then find out what eh, you kind of wish I would change so I can, well, do less of that if it's something that I feel I can do and stay true to the show and my vision. So I look forward to hearing from you again. And when you send that to me, please, and this this worked out so much better, just putting 559 in the subject matter made it so easy for me to find them when I went to assemble them. So I look forward to hearing from you by March 24th, 2014. Do it now. Well, normally I would be playing you my presentation from whatever event I go to. And I'm not going to do that this week. I might do that in the future. I'm going to work with my buddy, Ken Blanchard, who helped me on my keynote about that. And we're going to do a, uh, we're going to basically recreate that to a certain extent. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the launch of my session was a little spooky with things coming in at the last minute. So I came in. And uh, had my guitar already on, kind of wanted to start off the episode or the session without a guitar and then put it on when I went to that slide. So I was already a little bit out of my game, like, "Mm, this isn't the way I wanted to start it. But I clicked it off. And what I didn't realize and something I didn't think about was I thought if I had a mic stand where if I had my hands free, I could then play the guitar and talk. I don't know why this didn't come to me, but I was using a wireless clicker to advance the PowerPoint slides. Well, now I needed a third hand. So it was a matter of putting it in my pocket. Luckily, my shirt had a pocket. And then later I found out as I'm doing it, that it was easier to put it in my uh, pants pocket than my shirt pocket because my shirt pocket was covered up by my guitar strap. So these are the things that are going through my head as I'm doing my presentation. It's like, oh, that's not going to work. Then I was acquainted with the guitar, but for whatever reason, uh, it's a great guitar, by the way. Thank you, Mark. But he even said the pots are a little dirty. You might have to jiggle them a bit. And I didn't have any problem with this. And what he means by that is the volume knobs. With guitars, if they're not used a lot, you get a little kind of this noise when you turn the volume knobs. Or in some cases, it just won't work. And it was fine when I was practicing. And of course, the day I'm doing the presentation, it's doing this really weird thing. And I just did that. Now, the fun part is one of the things of the presentation is when you get in those situations where you're like, oh, what now? And so the fact that the guitar wasn't working, I just went, oh, what now? And it kind of tied into the presentation. And that's my point I want to say here is don't let people see you sweat. I I hear podcasts sometimes where they start off and they're apologizing. And I'm sorry I did this and the noise and the da-da-da and the apology, apology, apology. Well, there were people, as I talked to later, thought that was part of the thing. They thought I was actually doing that on purpose. So then I thought I had 30 to 40 minutes to do my presentation and either I was talking very slow, which could be a thing. I kind of, I might've been adding things that I didn't when I timed it. Cause I had it timed. I was, I was down to like 31 minutes and I was going to leave 10 minutes for Ken. And all I know is I was about, Oh, I don't know. I just wasn't where I was supposed to be when I got the sign that said, you have 15 minutes left. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's 10 for Ken. That leaves me five. And I'm nowhere near being five minutes done with this thing. So in my head, I'm literally going. And so I had to then move through my slides a little faster without showing panic. And so it was okay. Moved along. 
And uh, it consequently, I got through and there were some things I was going to do on my guitar that I chose not to. I kind of condensed that section a little bit. So there was a voice in my head that's like, oh, no, no, don't do the Eddie Van Halen thing. Do this. Let's just do this one thing instead. Meanwhile, I'm talking and my, my mouth is going and I'm saying words. But in my head, I have this whole kind of behind the scenes thing. And I'm I'm just thinking, this is not what you planned. This is not what you planned. Okay, do with this. Okay, this is working. They're laughing. This is good. And it was really interesting because in my head, I was like, oh, this is this is not what you, mm, this isn't going the way you thought it was. It was going okay, but it wasn't doing what you wanted it to do. So what was interesting is I got done and in my head, I can just, I'm, I'm arguing with myself saying, what what could I have done better? How was, you know, I should have done this. Uh, there was one part where I thought because I thought I wasn't going to be tied to a microphone stand. Originally, I thought I was going to have a wireless headset and I was going to go over to my laptop and hit a button right before I introduced my buddy Ken. Well, I didn't do that because I was tied to a mic stand. So all these things you just don't think about. And in my head, I'm going, oh, that really wasn't what I had planned. And because it wasn't what I had planned, I equal that, of course, to, oh, that wasn't very good. So here's my point about this. You're like, Dave, what does this have to do with podcasting? There are times when maybe something something doesn't come out exactly the way you wanted it, but just because it's not exactly the way you wanted it doesn't mean it's still not going to impact your audience. And so I got some feedback. I got, number one, I, I got really good feedback. Thank you, Elsie Escobar of She Podcast. Uh, she's my uh, a fellow Lipson employee, but I loved Elsie because she gave me really good, powerful praise and explained why she really liked it. And she really liked Ken Blanchard because, well, he's Ken Blanchard. He's awesome. Blackmanwithagun.com. And then she gave me actually a little bit of constructive feedback, which I actually agreed with her. And that was I, I was going over the steps to launch a podcast and everything else was fun and entertaining. That was a little dry. And I knew that going in. And that's why I kind of wanted to rush through that section. But on the other hand, I didn't want to make it a giant blur. So I, I really appreciated the fact that she gave me powerful praise and then constructive feedback. And that was really, really cool. So thank you, Elsie, for that. But in my head, again, I'm thinking, oh, it wasn't that good. Wasn't that good. And then you get feedback like this. Well, hey, Dave, I just wanted to say how cool it was to see you over the weekend again. It's always like hanging out with a brother. And man, you have mad guitar skills. Your closing keynote was fantastic. And that, of course, is the voice of the one and only Glenn the Geek Hebert from HorseRadioNetwork.com. I'm going to let Glenn finish his uh, uh, comment here in a second. But what I wanted to say here is, so here I am thinking, uh, it really wasn't, mm, you know, wasn't quite as good as I thought it could be. I think I would love, like to do a little do-over on that and do some things. So many times people are obsessing over things about their podcast. And I'll give an example of something. Some people are like, well, I was going to launch, but I think I need to get, insert the name, player. I need to get the smart, passive player. I need to get the cool player. I need to get the E-I-E-I-O player, whatever it is, I need the player before I can launch the podcast. No, it doesn't matter, really. For the record, I love players. They're cool, and you want your website to look good. But the last stat I heard from Rob over at Libsyn.com was that 85% of podcasts are listened on a mobile device, meaning there's no player involved except the one on your phone, and that's not some sort of plug-in. So keep that in mind. And the bottom line is, and especially after going to PodFest and talking to so many people who are impacting the lives of their listener. They're making people laugh. They're making people cry. They're making people think. They're making people go, ugh. And they're entertaining and they're educating them. You can't impact people if you don't launch your show. And so in my presentation, 
I actually showed some rather embarrassing pictures of myself back back in the day of uh, boy that hurts your voice when your voice is already hurt. Uh, back in the days when I was playing the guitar in the eighties, and I just had you know there at one point there was a picture with spandex involved. Yeah, and I actually put that on a screen, forgetting that people can take pictures of the screen and share it on Facebook. But you can't improve what you don't start. And I, I pointed out to people that, you know, everything you record, you do not have to release. So you can record a bunch of podcasts and never release them. In fact, I did get some feedback from people that said they really liked the episode I did about doing a mulligan, meaning just record your first podcast and then delete it because maybe it's not that good. Maybe it's great, but you don't have to release everything that you record. And so when you first start out playing the guitar, your your fingers hurt, you're not very good, but it's a start. And then from there, you can just start to improve and improve and improve. And if you ask any podcaster to go back and listen to their first episode, they're going to cringe because you just get better at it, but you can't get better at it if you don't start. So that's the point I just want to make here. Please quit doing these things. We actually have a name for it now. It's called pre-fading, meaning you quit before you even get started. And do you realize that in some cases, the thing that keeps you going is the feedback you get. Now, granted, we don't always get feedback right up front. But when you get that first email, when you get that first voicemail from podcastvoicemail.com and you get the first speak pipe and you get that some sort of contact that says, hey, oh my gosh, this thing is on, that is fuel in your tank and you're robbing yourself of fuel by not releasing your show. You can always change it later. You can always delete it later. I know some podcasters who who have taken their first 20 episodes offline because they were just horrendous. You can do that. Your podcast is a recipe, not a statue. And so I want to play the rest of Glenn's comment here. And he makes a really good point because he had some ob- observations about PodFest. And I want to let him finish sharing that. So, Glenn, take it away, buddy. I'm so excited about the class of 17, the brand new shiny podcasters heading into the world. One thing, though, I wanted to bring up from the weekend that I kept hearing over and over and over again, and that was the word downloads. You know how I feel about that. I think that download should be taken out of the podcasting lexicon. We shouldn't be using that word anymore. On all of my material, I say listeners. We can't forget that it's not a download. It's a listener. It's a human being sitting at home or in their car or shoveling poop that are hitting the play button and giving their time to you. You're part of their day and an important part or they wouldn't press play to begin with. So let's stop calling them downloads. Let's start calling them listeners. Let's start calling them human beings. Let's start calling them people. I don't care what we call them, but they are humans. They are listening to our show and they've taken the time to do that. And I think they they deserve the respect to be not called a download. Just my thought. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Glenn. You can find him again over at horseradionetwork.com. You know, this year I deemed 2017 the year of action. And Joe from Canada came to PodFest. He came to the Lipson booth. He goes, it's your fault that I'm here. It's your fault that I'm here. He says, because I heard you talk about 2017 being the year of action. He has something to say. He's from Canada. And he came by the booth and said, so this is the year of action. I took action and I'm here. And so my point to that is, do you realize that you can impact people's lives? The uh, last night they were there, Kale Nelson from hamradio360.com. I was hanging out with Kale. Man, does this guy have, he's got like the coolest family. 
He's got uh, he's got a, a a whole palette full of kids and a beautiful wife, and it was just very. Uh, I was very envious of that. I looked at that and was like, man, that guy's he's got the dream right there, buddy. He's got phenomenal kids, and uh, it was very very cool. So I'm I'm very happy to see, uh, and I see why Kale is happy, man. He's got a great family. And I got to meet the kids, got to meet the family. It was awesome. And he was standing there between me and Ken Blanchard. And he said, yeah, I found Ken Blanchard and he loves Ken Blanchard. You can find him black man with a gun. You can also check out the Ken Blanchard show. That's a cool show. And then Ken, he, he wanted to find more Ken. So he Googled Ken and he heard an interview of me uh, interviewing Ken, which turned him on to the school of podcasting, which he's like, hey, wait a minute, I can make my own podcast. And Kale has a radio background. And so he started his podcast. And that guy's just crushing it in the ham radio field. Really, really cool. But here again, both Ken and I turned on a microphone and we had an impact on a guy that's now, and check this out, his his kids are teeny. They're like, I don't know, maybe eight years old, six years old. And he's got two girls and they're going to do the sisters cast. And it was awesome. So his kids now, your children, now instead of playing Cowboys and Indians, they're playing podcaster. How cool is that? And so this is something you can do with a family. This is something you can do with strangers. I've heard people doing that. They just find somebody. I've never met. I've never shooken, shooken, shaken, shacked. How does that work? What's the verb for shook? Shooken, shaken. Yes, I've never shaken the hand of Jim Cullison, who I will at Podcast Movement. He does the Ask the Podcast Coach show with me on Saturday mornings at 1030 Eastern Standard Time at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thank you, Jim, by the way, because I was unable to attend this week because, well, I was a slave to hotel Wi-Fi. But start your podcast. Use the coupon code LISTENER. It's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you join the School of Podcasting. Now, let me tell you a little bit what you get. Number one, you don't just start podcasting. You start podcasting correctly. And Cauldron, who's a member of the School of Podcasting, was saying, it's weird. I got a compliment via somebody else that said, yeah, Cauldron said I need to come take your Hindenburg class because I have a, a class on Hindenburg journalist. And it's straight to the point. Here's what you need to do if you're a podcaster, because there are some things in Hindenburg journalist software that are for radio people. So that's the whole thing. I've gone before you and I'm clearing a path so that you can come behind me and get right to the point have maximum impact. So it's not just podcasting. It's podcasting done right. You have a private Facebook group. So you can throw ideas at people and go, what do you think? Which one's better? Which one's that? I have two pieces of artwork. Which one do you think is better? Hey, did anybody know about this? So that's really cool. You are part of our little family. Plus, you get priority email support. Now, what does that mean? That means instead of sending email to Dave at schoolpodcasting.com, you get a special super secret email that you can use that goes directly to me. And that's the first thing I check when I get up in the morning. Plus, you get live coaching. So if you have a question about anything, you can attend a live coaching session, which is also usually turns into kind of a networking session. And uh, you can use the coupon code listener and buy a single course. So maybe you just want that Hindenburg journalist course. Go over, check it out, use the coupon code listener. And you can do this if you go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and you can buy a single course or you can sign up for a monthly or yearly membership. So Don't forget what I'm looking for by March 24th. Take the Dave Jackson two question challenge. And that is, what do you like about my show? And then pretend you're talking to somebody else. I'm not in the room. By the way, I have thick skin. I can take it. And uh, tell me what you wish I would change about the show, if anything. So thanks to everybody that I met at PodFest. Thanks to uh, 
Chris and Katie Kermitzos for giving me the opportunity to be the closing keynote. Remember that there's always going to be that voice in your head that says, ah, I probably could have done that better. And chances are it's perfectly fine. So keep that in mind. And uh, I would love to know what you would like to hear on future episodes of the School of Podcasting. I will uh, be listening intently on those uh, feedback that you guys send in for that. That could be in there as well. So thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of The School of Podcasting. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Hi, Burn. Hey, did you miss me? What's up? What's up, little bird? Yeah? Did you miss me? Yeah, I know. I know, the litter box needs cleaned. And it's cold outside, I know. Yeah, I know. You won an award. You did. I know, it's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. What else is going on? Did I miss anything? No? What's, uh, I noticed there's a lot of, uh, looks like he had a party in the trash can. A lot of, uh, leftover nip packages and, uh, things of that nature. So, uh, were you party? No? No parties? Okay. I thought I saw something different in there, buddy. Are you glad I'm home? And he's quiet. See how that works? I see how you are, buddy. Ah! All right, I missed you too, buddy.